Welcome to another episode of Nominigas. In this episode, I have a wonderful chat with Ebe Tabachnik, the artistic director for Cine Latino, Minneapolis, St. Paul. We had a wonderful discussion about films, representation, and I learned a lot about her own history with films and her career. Wonderful conversation, peeps. Hope you have a listen. And as always, I thank you so much for your support. Well, here I am with Eve, um, and we are actually in the office of the Film Society. So thank you so much, Eve, for coming on the show. Welcome to No Me Digas. So I, I do start the podcast with asking, um, asking quién eres? Who is Eve? Um, well, hello, and um, thank you, Tor, for having me in your program. Um, and who is Eve? That's a very good question. Um, I'm from Argentina. I'm a, a director screenwriter. And uh, at some point in my life, um, I moved to the Los Angeles. And a little bit by chance, a little bit on purpose, I started programming first for small organization, or not so small, uh, the American Cinematheque in Hollywood. And then that kind of uh, slowly opened doors for me. And uh, I started getting, you know, sort of uh, phone calls to join festivals and it was at Los Angeles Film Festival first and then Sundance and then Palm Springs and then at some point I, I decided after 12 years that I wanted to change a little bit the airs and as still based in, in LA but I started working for the Seattle International Film Festival where I'm a senior programmer I'm still uh, programming for Palm Springs and then I was um, director producer of an extension of the Guadalajara Film Festival in Los Angeles for three years, and after three years, I was like, okay, time to move on and do something else. And that's when uh, Susan um, the, the Smolchowski, the um, executive uh, director of the Film Society, we happened to meet at uh, the San Sebastian Film Festival. Imagine what a beautiful background for first meeting, and um, and. Uh, so she um, talked to me about Cine Latino and that you know, they wanted to um, have maybe someone, um, you know, more sort of spearheading the, the programming. And that's how I started um, as an artistic director of Cine Latino four years ago. Four years ago? Uh, four years ago. Oh, wow. So okay. this is um, the, this edition, the 2019, is my uh, fourth as artistic director. And in the meantime, I also, uh, you know, in this quest for for new horizons, I also was approached by Cartagena Film Festival, so I'm also senior curator of the oldest festival of the Americas, which is the Cartagena Film Festival that happens in March in Colombia. That's incredible. So that's in a nutshell. So you like films? <laughs> I, yes, I. Um, I was talking about the fact that um, you know it's something you learn from uh, an early age, and, and mm. my parents love films, and so I had a very very eclectic um, sort of upbringing because uh, my my dad will take me to see all of the Disney films. Of course, mm-hmm. I love them all, and I still do. You know, I am uh, absolutely lover of anything animated. 
Um, but then there were other kind of films, and we, you know, in Buenos Aires, we had films from Europe and films from behind the Iron Curtain, and we have films, I mean, you name it. And most of them, because of the way we, we show them, there was always with subtitles. I, I grew up reading subtitles. Um, we didn't have, I mean, maybe the animated films, but the yeah. just the regular films would be original language, French, Czech, you name it, Italian, whatever, and subtitles in Spanish. And I developed this uh, love for cinema, and I somehow I, I knew I wanted to, you know, study cinema, and, but um, when I was at the age of maybe getting into college, or, uh, most of the schools of cinema had been closed prior by the uh, dictatorship that was in Argentina for um, long years, um, 76 to 83. Um, so. And, and the, the remaining ones were very difficult to get in. So, mm. But eventually, I did other things related um, to just being a performer. And I became an actress and involved in musical comedy and a choreographer. I always loved dance, and that's kind of my first connection with arts. Um, but I realized uh, your audience cannot see me, but I'm pretty tall and kind of, you know, like... A big, a big girl. Extremely beautiful. <laughs> but, but, uh, but definitely not the yeah. size of a ballerina. You yeah. know? I'm not 40, mm-hmm. I don't know, what, in pounds, but like in kilos will be like you have to be 45 kilos, yeah. which is... And 5'8". Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you have to be really skinny. Yeah. So anyway, I love ballet and I, I, I would go to see all these beautiful ballets, but, and I wanted to be a ballerina, but um, I, I went into more modern dance and, and jazz ballet and other um, sort of styles. Uh, but anyway, eventually um, they opened this uh, University of Cinema, which is now considered one of the best universities of cinema in the world. It's called Universidad del Cine in Buenos Aires. Um, the and, and, and most of the, or the majority of the directors that are now very well known uh, have gone through those uh, through through that university and I went to in fact I went to film school with them um, because we were like the first um, uh, graduation group uh, so we were a little bit of guinea pigs and, mm-hmm. and and very adventurous because nobody knew exactly what they were doing and but we were and and the other thing that was interesting is because we um, this school started uh, in 94 93 um, a lot of and and Many of us, we had already went to like other like other universities or yeah. study something else. So there were people who were already um, philosophers or theater um, playwrights or you know they they had done other things like myself. So it was a very um, special group. And then, like I said, um, um, going back into this passion of film, I knew. Maybe in instinct, but instinct mm-hmm. that um, the language of cinema was complex. Yes, and the fact that I had gone through dance and acting and musical comedy and choreography and like other um, 
uh, languages, yeah. I think it prepared me to get into m movies because I remember talking to my theater um, teacher and uh, I was like, oh, because I would be doing dance and, and this film school and theater and I was like, God, it's so chaotic. Making films, you need so many people and you need to know so many things because you have yes. the camera and the sound and the, you know, you have the, the set and, and you have to take care of, you know, the decoration and the set decoration and the, the, the art design and, and the actors. And I mean, it's, 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 it's a yeah. lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I thought I was never going to grasp yeah. the totality of what this language meant. Uh, and that's why I'm saying that I think all the other things that I did prior, uh, definitely dance and choreography r helped me having, you know, this idea yes. of the space and the, and the movement and, you know, the foreground and the background and how you yeah. create, uh, you know, this uh, drama within, a, a, you know, three walls or four walls, depending on right. how you see it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the film is, is, yeah. is my life. It's interesting that you, I'm hearing this because I, cause I actually also was, I started off wanting to be a dancer, oh. but I, I am too, I'm a bigger person. And of course, like every teacher that I went to was like, well, you unfortunately, you know, due to your size, you won't ever be a dancer. You won't ever be an actor. So I just... I decided not to listen to them and I became an actor anyway, but after being in the profession for a while, I realized it really wasn't for me and my passion was elsewhere. Um, but I think a lot within the Latinx community is um, there's not a lot of access to opportunities. Mm -hmm. um, so with Cine Latino, it makes me happy that there is representation here. Um, have you experienced any barriers throughout your career? Well, um, I think um, it's funny that you said that. Um, at the very beginning, and my father was always very supportive of anything I did, but the first uh, part, un until I went to like the University of Cinema, which seemed like a more, more formal form of education, but he like he wouldn't he wouldn't pay for my theater classes. Mm -hmm. That kind of, I mean, like he was like, that's not quite you know <laughs> an education. Yeah. But I'm I'm not. I mean, I again, and he he always supported and he kept supporting me and and in in, 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 in you know sometimes financially, but also he, he inspired me to be who I am. But, you know, it was regarded as, okay, well, you know, certain things you do. Yeah. And then I remember a, a journalist um, that I, I met many years ago and, and talking about the fact that I was going into the university and he said, oh, you're going to never make a living out of it. <laughs> I mean, like literally it was like, yeah. and it was a time where, of course, there were many fewer women in general yeah. I mean, today you have the schools full of women studying cinema. You have women, you know, in, in every part of the uh, film industry from, you know, directors of photography, sound, um, editing, directors, producers, you know, you name it, we're everywhere, everywhere. Um, so I, and, and then um, I don't think I... I, I was lucky. I, I didn't encounter anybody saying, "Well, this is it. You know, stop here." Um, you know the usual things in some 
places where maybe there is a change in command and yeah. somebody says, you know, I'm bringing my people or I'm changing a little bit. I mean, like... Yeah, it's part which, of the game. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... Uh, but even if I didn't um, have, you know, that sort of uh, barriers or, or through my work, and I, I think one of the the, the things that I, I appreciate my, about my, my work is the fact that it, it exposed me to so many stories. Yeah. Uh, when I started and when I, I, I was in film school, I thought fiction was the thing I wanted and it was a... Th- type of films that I love to watch more and more but through my work I learned to love documentaries for example Mm -hmm. and in fact today I have much less patience with fictions (laughs) especially if it's not good and when I'm looking for films for a festival if it's fiction and if it's not an interesting story but if a documentary even if it's you know a really bad documentary and I'm yeah. not saying why bad I'm, I'm, I'm using that but Ooh, um, <laughs> um, I feel like I'm learning something yes. because it's it's a little bit of somewhere and someone and it's a way of me getting to know people and, and, and a place and, uh, and a culture that uh, otherwise I wouldn't know so um, and and through the stories I not, I come from a, a very progressive family, you know, kind of. <laughs> to I'm gonna leave it at that. But, um, so I knew about the struggles, yeah. you know. I I from a very very early age, and we had um, you know difficult times, very very dark times in Argentina, um, especially during the dictatorship. I was young at that time, and people were killed, disappeared. We had 30,000 people who disappeared in the country until today. And um, so, you know, even if it wasn't directly to me, I was very aware of what was going on. Not only, of course, in my country. Exactly. But, um, you know, the Chilean past, Brazilian, Mexican, Spanish. I mean, it's it's part of... um, the knowledge yeah. I, I was given or I, I acquire, mm-hmm. and definitely through my work as a programmer, I I've, I've watch films. Yeah. <laughs> In almost 20 years of programming, I watch many many films, and that gave me that uh, privilege, uh, daunting sometimes, um, because I, I I spend afternoons just crying just yeah. crying and because some of the stories and some of the struggles that people have to go I always say uh, I've seen women having to have maybe two three jobs and then after that and they have kids and they have a family and they you know they wake up at three to you know prepare the breakfast for their kids and and they go to work and after going to work they just then start knocking on doors to be active in the community because maybe they are trying to find a way of, um, I don't know, getting their um, ownership papers so they can get water. Yeah. So it's a struggle that takes them 10, 15 years and you're like, wow, I mean, I mean, that's, that's, that is, that is having obstacles. That is yeah. having, 
you have to have a lot of strength. So I'm fortunate in that respect because I know I didn't have to do that, but I maybe it's you know because I see it and because I I I I feel that sort of pain of of you know having to live lives that are so tough. Um, since the moment I started programming, you know, films from the region mainly, but then I'm, I'm world cinema now, so yeah. if I see a good film, I, I, you know, it doesn't have to be from Latin America, Spain, or Portugal. Um, but I'm an advocate for uh, good stories, but definitely for um, stories that um, show the resilience and yes. the the uh, strength of uh, people who find a way out of you know all the obstacles and and the the, um, the lack of possibilities yeah and I'd like to say that um, and I've been repeating these four words because I think it's a little bit of the heart of what I bring here and you know I also to other festivals, but definitely to Cine Latino. Um, this year, we we decided to focus on Cinema of Conscience, and that's not uh, by chance. Mm. And we started watching films and, 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 and selecting films, and suddenly we're like, well, you know, there is like a common ground, and that was somehow they were related to social justice, activism, environmental issues, immigration, I mean, issues that pertain to, you know, showing films that somehow give you um, a, a point of view. I mean, they, we're, not, we're not naive about what we're showing. Right. And, um, but there are four words that I think uh, say what, what we are trying to do and I, what I will, I, I always try to do in terms of the, f- the stories I, I uh, select. Um, I want to have relevant stories. I want to have representative stories. I want to have poignant stories. And I want to have diverse stories. And I think with those, you know, it's like, and, and, and you can apply that for not on, you know, regionally. I, I want to have as many countries as possible, but also within each, each country you have so much diversity. Yes. Mexico, Colombia, Argentina, mm-hmm. Spain, I don't know, Peru. I mean, each yeah. country, it's one thing in like the capital, it's one thing in one, in the north, the east. Yeah. Brazil is not the same, the south, the north, the coast. Um, well, Mexico. Right. Yeah. And I'm so happy that you bring that up because that's one thing that I've realized about the Latinx culture and just people that are not part of the culture that don't realize that, like, for example, Mexico, there's more than one culture in Mexico. There's more than one culture in Brazil, more than one culture in any Latin American country. And that's why, for, for me, I feel like representation is so important. So... And absolutely, and, and of course, uh, within that group, I'm also including the Latin and Latinx or Latinos. I mean, mm. there is now a little bit of a discussion yes, about is. the use or not of yeah. um, the, the the real Academy of the Language um, mm-hmm. kind of said they didn't like Latinx just because we already have a beautiful word in Spanish which is Latino or Latina right. mm. um, so um, this is a discussion for that's it. another discussion <laughs> which 
that's an ongoing discussion that I love having with everyone because, to be honest with you, I love that argument of the word Latinx. Like, I love it. Okay. Um, yeah. I am for it and also against it. So, like, I'm in the middle. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, and, and I'm, you know, I I, I think I, I love our language and I think Spanish has beautiful, beautiful language, but I also, I'm with you, I know that languages are something very alive mm-hmm. and we're not speaking, you know, the English or the Spanish or the Portuguese that, you know, people spoke 100 years ago or 50 years ago. Right. And I'm sure we're speaking a language today that, you know, people in 50 years will probably not, don't want to understand. Right, so, right, right. so anyway, um, we have also a very diverse pool of uh, Latino or Latinas um, uh, filmmakers in the United States. And, and, and there are they are either first, second generation of people who came here from all over Latin America or Spain, I mean, or, or, or the Caribbean. So you have many different experiences and backgrounds, but you also have some of the directors or filmmakers from countries that are just coming here and making their films. So the diversity of stories and point of views and backgrounds uh, you have and the collaborations now, you know, especially because some of these uh, people get together either in a film school or in another type of gathering. Eventually, you have maybe a second generation Mexican American that is going to do a project with a first generation Korean uh, DP and um, I don't know, a third generation, um, I don't know, Tagales, I don't know, Burmanese. Um, um, you know, girl who is, you know, wrote a love story. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I, I want to see those stories. I, I think it's also part of what is going on globally. Right. Yeah. We are more connected. We might be a little bit more isolated. Mm-hmm. This connection doesn't mean, you know, <laughs> being together. Right. But anyway, another conversation. <laughs> We're more connected than people think we are. Yes, but the the reality is that um, there is more collaboration, and and that's beautiful. And and you see it uh, in, in Latin America; it's, it's very common to co-produce. So you have films that are absolutely um, Argentinian content in terms of the story, but the people behind the the, 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 the film could be like a Brazilian, Chilean, Spanish, Argentinian co-production where maybe some production was done in Spain, you have some talent that it might be binational, then you have, you know, producers who are, you know, Brazilian. I mean, like, you start having this interesting combination of talent coming from all these countries who in turn bring their own culture and ideas. So uh, the stories that are coming out are very... I mean, there's been always amazing films, but I think we're living in a moment I... I mentioned this in in another article. Uh, I feel like the cinema, our cinema, is like a like a constellation, you know, that is expanding. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you, you know, you know, constellations are actually growing and and expanding and changing. And and I feel like that's what's happening with our cinema because the possibilities are like endless. I, I, you know, the collaborations are more interesting and more creative. Um, yeah. Would you say it's true that um, more um, Latino films are being recognized now than they have been in the past? 
like I would say like maybe like from the 80s to like now because for me I, I grew up in the 80s and it was rare for me to see Latino films. It was rare for me to see myself in films. But now, like, they're everywhere. Like, I was, like, I to be honest, I was really surprised when Disney came out with Coco. That was, like, a shock. And, I mean, it meant a lot to me. Granted, there's some politics here and there that I don't agree with. But would you say that it's more that, that finally, like, we're getting, like, the, the spotlight? Um, I think I it's say. a great question. And I think probably there is more I would say the rec- I, I, I think the recognition was there mm-hmm. because we if you look into you know the history of some of the main festivals in the world Cannes and Sebastian Berlin you will find you know some key titles uh, that were coming from you know arc region or from from um, many many interesting directors and even uh, director um, women directors and I'm just bringing up like Maria Luisa Bember from Argentina and she had one film that was um, uh, nominated for the Academy Awards uh, called uh, Camila it's a story of a priest priest who falls in love with a Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, that 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 film was nominated for an Oscar. Oh wow. Um, and that was you know in the eighties. Mm. And I'm just saying, or or the official story that actually won in nineteen eighty four. But I can ma- name like uh, Golden Bears in 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 Berlin or or the Cameradors or you know many in you know, important awards and recognitions of films. What I think it, it changed in the last 20 years is first the amount of films being made globally and definitely regionally. You know, we came from maybe producing, uh, you know, 10, 20, if you were lucky, like in Mexico or Argentina, or 30, and now we are 100, 120. Mexico, I think it's almost 200. Oh Colombia's you know, 80 countries that didn't even have an industry, they are developing one. Um, I just came from Paraguay and they used to have like one film every year. Now they are maybe producing four, five or six. Um, They, I mean, Ecuador, Peru, Bolivia, Costa Rica, um, Guatemala. I mean, this year we in San Sebastian there were not one, not two, like three films from Guatemala playing in in the in the festival. That was that that is, you know, a, 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 the consequence of of many things, and it's related to more festivals in general in the world, more circulation of information and contacts and and opportunities. When I went to film school. You were lucky if anybody will give you any hint of to whom you could talk to see how you could seek funds or a distributor. You have now film markets almost in every festival uh, and you have like no one festival. Let's take Mexico. The Guadalajara Film Festival was the only film festival 34 years ago. Mm. There are over 100 and I don't know 20 in Mexico today. Oh wow! And of course you have you know Guadalajara and Morelia and um, I don't know Monterrey and and Guanajuato and Cabos and Oaxaca and I can give 
keep going on and on and, and that's you know dogs like make is I mean ambulante I mean just for one country and what that of course uh, help and, and actually what happens is that the content started to circulate more people were more exposed and if you add to that of course internet social media yeah. so I think what ha- you know these combinations of, of elements made you know everybody more aware so before it will take sometimes a couple of years for a film to land in you know a different country or for you to know you know that that was a film yeah um, or you will have to rely to just one channel maybe telling you what what's going on in I don't know in Locarno or in Monterrey or in Valdivia Chile mm-hmm. or in Busan now I mean I get a newsletter almost three times a day of different like what's going on in this festival and that festival and and you know what deals are being done and and what's going on with the new generation of costa rican filmmakers that wasn't the case yeah so i think uh this like i said this combination and now we are you know, flooded by a lot of films too. Yeah, we just have too much. <laughs> Ibero America is producing upwards of a thousand oh, wow. features. I'm not even mentioning shorts, which we could have a, That's a whole other thing. A whole other thing. <laughs> um, so, and and I think you know we're producing definitely more amazing films. Also, films that maybe not, are not that good, but you know, it's it's great that we are making those. And like I said, we are creating these collaborations and co-productions, and and uh, and and the stories are becoming more diverse. Um, they're representing more um, the countryside of, of of each country, and and you, you know, m- maybe you get a, a story of uh, the African Colombian side of of Colombia, mm-hmm. uh, or the African Mexican side, because yeah. not many people know that there are oh, yeah. there is a population. Mm-hmm. There are African um, Mexicans mm-hmm. in um, and. They just started to come up in stories. Yeah. Um, so that, like I said, coupled with, of course, the help of some key names and the Mexican directors like uh, Guillermo del Toro, Alejandro Iñárritu, or um, or um, Cuarón, just to name a few, or DPs. You know, well, the the, the Chivo uh, Lubeski yeah. uh, or um, Eugenio Caballero, who won a couple of times the Oscar for uh, production design. I mean, like, and I'm just talking Mexican, and and, yeah. and this you know goes to other uh, uh, other names too. That help. I mean, uh, the the cinema like uh, um, I don't know from from from. Um, Antonio Le, eh, eh, Sebastian Lelio with Gloria or the Fantastic Woman um, and the Fantastic Woman winning. I mean, like you, you start having yeah. definitely more presence and mm-hmm. and a little bit more star power. Yeah, <laughs> and and we can also say that it's not enough. There are many studies that show that 
the presence of uh, Latinos or Latin Americans, uh, it's still, you know, small and, and, and even the equation between Latinos or Latinx mm-hmm. <laughs> and Latin Americans, that equation, it's also very unbalanced because yes some people are more aware of maybe Mexican films or Argentinian or Brazilians but they are not so much about some of the Latinx in the United States for example or Canada oh yeah so we have a long way to go we do have a long way to go I agree um so I just have one last question for you um I do I do want, I do love to ask my guests one thing finally. Um, what do you want to say to the community? If you have anything, like any words of encouragement, just anything that you want to say to the community, any fu- to the future filmmakers. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. First, I, I have to invite them to come to Cine Latino. I know everybody has busy schedules, but Cine Latino keeps going on until Thursday. We have three, four, sorry, four more days of uh, full, full schedule of amazing films. And um, I'm going, I'm just going to say that this festival, the festival in April, the Film Society brings films that, you know, some people have to travel very far to be able to see them. Yeah. And um, and these are stories that not only represent you because you're going to see yourself on the big screen, but they're very powerful, they're very poignant, they're very um, inspiring. Uh, and I urge everyone who is listening, and even if you can put aside four days because I'm asking a little bit too much. Um, maybe just take a, a peek, to, you know, come for uh, an afternoon and enjoy, you know, maybe one or two. And they are for everybody because we have films like The Footballist today at 6.30 and it's a free screening at the Metro State at 6 p.m. We're giving some food, 6.30. Uh, it's a film and it's a film in Spanish. It's about a group of kids uh, playing soccer and having to deal with uh, bad people. Uh, but they are friends and they're, you know, teens and they're having a lot of fun together. Um, you know, and, and that's a family film. But we also have films that are, you know, a little bit more serious, but still um, very, very, uh, like I said, inspiring and um eye-opening. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, please go to mspfilm.org and you will get all the programming. That's my pitch because, (laughs) of course, I had to pitch the festival. Um, But the way I I also um, like the community to think in terms of what a festival is... um, I am a have a Jewish uh, background, and you know, it's food is very important mm-hmm. in our community, and I always feel like a festival is like a wedding, like you know, you have this buffet <laughs> of of amazing food, and I like to, you know, 
ask you to come and, and try some of the food we prepare for you. And, yes. and I'm sure there are going to be things that you love at first sight and you're like, yeah, that I can have, you know, seconds. And you might find something that it might not be completely your taste, but give it a try. It's not like when you're in a wedding and you're like, put a little bit of that weird thing that doesn't look, you know, like you don't know what it is, but right. why not? I mean, like, right. you know, so um, it's an opportunity to to travel far, to cross bridges, to, you know, meet people uh, in a way that um, I think is very special. And yeah, given I love films, but I think films, um, films can change you a little bit every time you see something. And and it's our sort of firm belief here that we can change a little bit (laughs) for a better world, you know, one film at a time. And and I think for for that for that you know girl or boy or teen or or young adult out there listening who thinks about you know becoming an artist of any kind. I mean, could be filmmaking, but you know we like dance and yeah. um, maybe because. I was very inspired. I think watching films is one way of spending a great time, um, and and especially because you will see different visions and different ways of approaching stories. So, and I think to become a a good, definitely a good filmmaking f- filmmaker, you have to watch a lot of films. Yeah. <laughs> if I, I always say, if if you look at the biography of any of the. Uh, f- directors you admire, and it could be from you know a Tarantino, a Scorsese, um, a Nolan, uh, you know Jackson, you know in in uh, Australia. I mean, like the you know could be genre, could be more. But if you look at their biography, you will find that one they started make films when they were young, or they started going to see a lot of films, or they spend hours like. Tarantino, you know, he worked in a video store. Mm-hmm. So you need to see as many and and as wide stories as you can. And the festival is here. It's it's what a, a couple of yards away. Yeah. Uh, and we're bringing you the best of the films that were in Cannes, in Berlin, in Sundance, in um, San Sebastian, and it's just here. You don't have to do long lines. You don't have to hassle the weather. Well, a little bit yeah, today, I mean, maybe. A little bit. <laughs> uh, definitely not. You know the the cold that you can have in in some places, um, and so the and, and and I think also the there is something about watching a film in a in a theater um, that you know when you watch a film at home and of course you're laughing or you're crying or you're whatever you feel you know uh, uh, in front of, of of the screen it's it's valid anywhere but that amplifies when you are with 50 100 other people laughing with you there is yes. something about that and and I think that creates a community that creates something that makes us human. And uh, and and then you you know that feeling when you leave the the theater and you know that you share that it's very intimate because you know yes. laughing and crying. I mean it's just something happened 
and you were with the strangers. It's so beautiful to sit next to strangers and suddenly go through all this emotion. So um, just come and, and, you know, come to Cine Latino, but go to, to shows, go to theater, go to see dance. Um, because and I'm a slave of my own cell and my <laughs> emails and you know I'm, and I'm, I know where everybody's like oh, I don't have the time I don't make your time um, and especially with events like like Cine Latino because we're not here all the time you know right. this, this group of films probably won't be you know become commercial films uh, you know it's, and if if they get a theatrical it might not even be in Minneapolis because uh, so it's an opportunity that it's just like I said we have the food already you know <laughs> spread out and um, we just would love for you to join us and celebrate okay. give it uh, a art. try yes <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much for Ebe for doing this this was such a treat amazing um, okay listeners thank you so much hasta la proxima